Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language, feeding, play, and much more in between. So today's Friday favorites, it's when we get to talk about some of our favorite items, whether they're toys, games, songs, books, and today we're doing games. And so Mary, what is your favorite game that you wanted to talk about today? My favorite game is called Shopping List. It is a game made by Orchard Toys and I'm looking at the box right now and it says number one bestseller made in Britain. It's, um, it's a really great game that is for, it says on the box ages three to seven. And I would agree with that. Um, two to four players. So the game itself is basically, it's kind of a combination of a memory game, but also a matching game. So what happens is it's a shopping list. It's kind of like going to the grocery store. So everybody gets a shopping list. And I love that the shopping list has for each person has both the written form of the word like oranges. And then it also has the Mm -hmm. picture of the word. So yeah, so like little kids can see and again, make it like a matching game of okay, I'm looking for the oranges. So these are the items Let's see, there's eight, eight items on our shopping list that were that each person has a different one that they're going to be shopping for. And then you get this other nice little cardboard cart or basket with eight empty tiles in them. And so you've got eight spots to fill your cart with the items that you need from the store. And then you've got the little cardboard little inch tiles. So you're going to put out all of the little tiles and you're going to flip them over and you're each taking turns seeing what you found from the grocery store and then matching with your list to see, okay, was that something I needed? No, put it back or, oh yes, I did need oranges. And so then you're trying to fill up your cart first. A few things I like about this is that you can really make it, I mean, it's a very fun activity that's also very functional. You can play this game and then say, hey, wait a minute, we have to go to the store and we need oranges and we we need to make a list. (laughs) Right. Let's make a list and let's do it just like our game. So it's a fun way to kind of just, you know, every kid loves to play with groceries, loves to play grocery store. So um, it's a really engaging game. And then it also teaches turn taking, which is can be pretty difficult sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And then the whole memory, that's where you can kind of modify the game. For younger kids, you might just only put out the tiles that you and the child have so that there's not, you know, excess tiles or anything and you're just matching it. Okay, do you have it or do I have it? So you can be really successful. And then when a child gets older, you can make it actually memory where you flip it over. And if you don't have it, then you're flipping it back. And then the other people have to watch to see, okay, is, did I see one of my list mm-hmm. being turned over? So I think it's a great, it's a great game. It's very engaging. I love that it's for uh, multiple players. It's fun. And again, it's just a really well-made 
toy and all of the kind of like a board book, the indestructibility of it. Kim, I know you're a big fan of board books. And Mm -hmm. this has that same board book feel because it's all that heavy, heavy, heavy cardboard. And, And they actually have two other toys that are... Similar. I don't have these, but I'm actually going to put them on on my list and on our list because we like this game so much. But they have a clothes version and they have just shopping looks extras, which are just fruits and veggies. So there's some really great language in here. I like the idea of we do these categories so much, maybe in a speech session. So you might be targeting clothes or you might be targeting food vocabulary and to be able to have a game that is specific to that is really fun. I know we do, you know, the play food and the play fruits and vegetables that you can cut a lot at home or in therapy. And then to have a game to play, to reinforce that after just that vocabulary and the pictures and um, how do you make a list using these foods that we just played with? That's, that's a great way to kind of tie those things together. Right. That's actually, that's a great idea, Kim, too, with, like you were saying, the play kitchen is you could totally use these little shopping lists and then just use them with your play kitchen, with your kids' things. Yeah, and then try to put it all together it, in a grocery cart. and Yeah. Or we've, um, we've made, gosh, during when we were on lockdown, we, we did a lot of uh, play kitchen things and we would make pretend restaurant menus and pretend mm-hmm. ordering and and you can, we would, I would just draw with a marker, just draw little, little sketches of very easy things that we could, she could then find and, and make it kind of written. So, um, yeah, the shopping list, shopping list by Orchard Toys is a great, great game. Would definitely recommend it. Um, ages three to seven. So that is my game for Friday favorites. Kim, what That's is fun. your favorite today? So mine is a game called Headbands. It's H-E-D-B-A-N-Z. And this is probably targeted for a little bit older. The box says seven plus, but I wanted to talk about how I use it with younger kids. And this is pretty popular game at home. I'm sure that a lot of people have this game, but it has a blue headband that everybody who's playing puts on their head. And there's all different types of vocabulary cards. So you're going to have foods and animals and just common household objects. And it's just one single picture. And it has the picture and it has the word, which is great. And there's a timer. I never use the timer Mm -hmm. when we play in speech. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes causes anxiety. Now, that can be a lot of fun if you have... You know, if you have older kids and you're wanting it to be competitive, that's great. But we, that's just not something we ever use. And the way that you're supposed to play the game. So if, if it was my turn, I would flip a card and stick the card on my headband and I cannot see it. So say the card is ice cream. The way the instructions say to play are to, I have to ask questions like, is it a food? Is it, Um, an animal? Is it something you find in the kitchen? So process of elimination, I'm asking questions, the people I'm playing with are answering, and I have to come to a conclusion and guess. This is usually not how I play the game, because I try to make it easier. So the way that I play is I would put the card on um, a kid's headband. And if it was dog, 
I'm going to give them clues. So I would say this is an animal and this animal is brown and this animal says woof, woof and let them guess. And they usually guess and they feel successful and now they're excited to play the game. So now it's their turn to give me clues. And so I, and actually I do usually see what the card is because I want to be able to prompt and cue with questions if needed. So I'll put the card on my head and say it's Apple. So one big learning curve is not saying the name of the card I just put on my head. And that's okay if you do. This is a way to teach that. And even if they say it's Apple, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to tell me. Let's practice giving clues. I don't even take it off. I said, let's just go back and practice giving clues. And I'll kind of prompt them with that. So um, tell me, what do you do with it? And, you know, you eat with it or you eat it. Um, what color is it? It's red. And so helping them learn how to give clues. And so the reason I love this game is because it's a great language game. So if you're working on categories or if you're working on features and functions, you know, descriptors of words, colors, it's just a great way to teach some of those a little bit higher level language skills. Um, how do you describe the vocabulary and it's just fun. It can also target all the different WH questions. So what and where, where do you find it? Who uses it? When do you use it? And so it's a great Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. game for some of those higher language skills. Um, The kids love wearing the headband and having a card on it. It's interactive. It makes it more interactive. So it's just mm-hmm. a fun, it's a fun game. And again, with all these games, you're practicing that turn taking and that back and forth. Um, but it's, it's definitely an easy game to play with just two people in kind of that process of how to play the game. It's fun. I use it a lot. Yeah. Well, and I use it the same way you do, Kim. I never, I, I only with older kids would I ever have them ask the questions. Like you're saying, if you're at the point where you're doing WH questions of, oh, is this a fruit or like, where would I find something like Mm -hmm. the yes and no thing? That's, that's pretty complicated, but like in your experience, what age would you say you would first get this out to use? So I have noticed that four years old is usually when they are not telling me what the name of the card is. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I've had, but I feel like earlier than that, it's pretty hard for them to not just be like ice cream. It's ice cream or, you know, and so that, and that's fine. That's an age appropriate concept. That's not weird that they're telling you the name of the card. Um, they're labeling Mm -hmm. it and that's age appropriate. So I've, I've found it started at three then. Yeah. Yeah. I found it half or something like around four is when, they can kind of understand that idea of like, okay, I'm going to tell you what that is without saying the name. And it's the same thing with I spy. This is kind of the same concept. And I love I spy too. So if you don't have this game, I spy is another great one. Mm -hmm. That understanding how to describe vocabulary without saying the word is kind of basically what you're doing with I spy. And so I spy something green and we walk on it and we feel it underneath our feet and it's outside and grass. Right. right. 
Did you get that, Mary? Grass? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, took a second. But so here is what I love about what you're saying about headbands and I spy is visualization of verbal words is so important is that that is the foundation for making great readers and great reading comprehenders specifically. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to expect your child to be able, if you want to read to them and have them create this vivid mental picture in their minds of what's going on in the story, because that's what the goal is, right? With all reading is that we would create this mental image, not from a movie, not from pictures, but from purely written form, from purely from words written or, or read aloud. And this is such a great precursor to it because it does, it prepares kids on like kind of in both ways of how do we explain something that someone can't see and, or how do I picture, I've got to form a mental picture of what this item could be based on the words that the partner in this game is telling me. So which is a really high, it's a high language skill. That's yes. That takes practice. And that's, um, and the way that they learn that is through games and practice and modeling. And that's why these games are so great. And they do Mary, you're exactly right. Lead to those great reading comprehension skills. And when you get older, um, too, you can, you can really, again, make headbands grow with you. I, this is definitely totally agree, Kim. This is definitely favorites worthy. I think every person should have this in their home. And because we also, my daughter's older now. And so she will draw pictures just on paper. And then we've just made more sets for us oh, that's that are fun. That's a great idea. pertinent to us. She's made different characters that she likes. She's made different um, places that we go, things that maybe aren't in that pack, but things that are important to her or our family. And then we just kind of think of other ways to describe them. You can even put, I mean, you could even print off your own pictures and use the mm-hmm. pictures and yeah, you can you use, yeah, different kind of vocabulary cards and a great way too to kind of prepare for the game. You might pick five cards from the game and put them out on the table and talk about each one. This is an apple. The apple's red. We eat the apple. The apple grows on a tree. And you can do this for a couple sessions or even practicing before and then play the game with those cards and they have the skills to give you clues. And so I think with games, again, just like books, don't go into it feeling like you have to follow the directions exactly how they are. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Make, it Make it work for to you. Where, yeah, to your level. And you can do anything you want with that game. I mean, the gr- directions are great to have an idea of how to play it, but you can make it easy and you can always build on getting to how to play the game. And I've actually never <laughs> really go back to playing it the right way because I like the idea of describing it to someone. So just however yeah. you want to have fun with it. I agree. Much more, much more fun than just yes, no questions. I think it's yeah. a great. It's such a great game. And and really both of these games are just um that's why we're really doing Friday favorites. Is sometimes it is hard to, you know, to think about, okay, what are games that are really worth the storage space in our house? Mm-hmm. And also what are games that I 
can, um, I can, this can be actually a teaching thing. And it also can be something that kids actually like to do and we like to do with them. So yeah, to have a Friday favorite, it has, this has to hit a few marks. And I would definitely say that shopping list and headbands hit all of those marks of definitely awesome value games for you to have in your inventory. Yes. And we will have both of these linked on our website and on our Instagram page and check them out if you think they sounded interesting. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language, feeding, and play.